0: the under the shade of a This is what we call the Gallipoli Room. This contains the largest collection of gallantry awards to military officers at Gallipoli in the world. not just Australia or Queensland, but the world. It's the largest collection so monash was obviously very famous when it came to world war one can you tell us about this watch that we see here yeah general monash they were in france at the time and uh, there was a raiding party led by a sergeant garcia and at the time the sergeant didn't have any watch or, or couldn't tell the time and so monash handed him his fob watch The raid was successful. At the end of the war, the sergeant wrote to General Monash and offered him back his watch, and the general told him to keep it because of his brave deeds that night and his heroism. So it is now in this museum. It is the original Monash watch. Amazing. It's made its way back to Australia again. Yes like a lot of these things. But John Myers has collected over the years, he has um, dedicated this museum to the memory of his two kids, Geoffrey and Karen, who were tragically killed in a traffic crash at Gympie in 1982. So everything you see here is dedicated to them. So you'll see there's not only medals, there's stuff taken from Gallipoli, bits of shrapnel, water bottles. All sorts of things. So very historical here. The stuff here that you've said is close to Canberra in a lot of ways. Dr Brendan Nelson, who used to run the Canberra War Memorial, has been through here twice. And he's shaken his head and he's gone, this stuff should be in Canberra. We basically told him to jog on. (laughs) Take that, Brendan. And Brendan Nelson has said, this is by far the best military museum outside of Canberra. So that's a real compliment. And a lot of local people in Meribah don't realise it's here and don't realise what's inside. And I urge them to come along and have a look. It's well and truly worth it. And if they get a portside pass, it cost them $20, but they'll get into the three museums. They'll get into this museum, the Bond store, and also the, the Story Bank. So well worth it, well worth it. But if you want to look at every item in this museum, it'll take you a day at least. This particular display here is Air Vice Marshal Joseph Cox. He was an RAF officer. This is some of his memorabilia that's ended up here. He flew so many aircraft, as you'll see there. They're all the aircraft he flew. Have you heard of Tin Legs Barter, Sir Douglas Barter? He was a fighter pilot in World War II. What happened was he crashed his aircraft in about 1936, I think it was, and lost his legs. He fought to get back into the Air Force. And uh, he got in, and there's a picture of him there with Cox. It was this man, Air Vice Marshal Cox, that gave him back his wings in the war. Barter was a successful fighter pilot. He could outmanoeuvre a lot of other pilots because of the fact he didn't have legs and the blood didn't flow down to his feet, so he didn't black out. But he was shot down and he ended up captured. He kept trying to escape and he ended up in Colditz. World War II German prisoner of war camp. and That's where he spent the rest of the war. In this collection, you'll see a German iron cross. Now, apparently, at the end of the war, his job was to fly into German occupied airfields and demilitarised them. And One of the commandants came out to him and said, Mr Cox, would you like an Iron Cross? He said, because I've got a heap of them out the back and they're no good to me anymore. So he ended up getting an Iron Cross. Of course, he could never wear it, being a British officer, but, but there it is, the original Iron Cross in the box. Air Vice Marshal Joseph Cox flew over 70 different planes. That's what we see here. That's correct. It's insane. Yeah. Well, my son's a pilot. They love their aeroplanes. They just... Uh, right into it. Right into it. And um, it's amazing over the years what he has flown. You know, Hurricanes, Spitfires, Blenheims, mm. Handy Pages, right up to the, uh, the English Electric Canberra, wow. which was still in service in the 60s and the, and the early 70s in Australia. So that's a fantastic career.